Welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. I am Jen Bryant, and today I've got a returning guest on. She is a sweet friend of mine. I just spent time with her in the mountains recently. So fun. <laughs> at Riding at the Red House. Kathy Lip, owner of The Red House and her own plethora of writings. You've written so many <laughs> books by now, Kathy, and your new one, Ready for Anything, is coming out very soon. So yeah, we are ready for this book for sure. <laughs> I know the timing's a little crazy. And if you're listening right now, after coronavirus time, just know that we've all gotten through this together and we've all just lived through this crazy, crazy time of, of social isolation, of wearing the masks and all this kind of just hit us out of nowhere. But now Kathy has had this book planned since before that, before this even went down. How did this happen, Kathy? What, where did your emergency planning vibes come from? Jen, it is the silliest story ever. So for my 50th birthday, my husband and I, we were planning actually a European vacation and work stuff just got all twisted up in it and we couldn't do it. So we ended up going to Canada for a couple of weeks and I love Canada. So I was super excited to get to go there and I was in charge of booking all the Airbnbs. Well, I made a couple of mistakes. One, I booked our entire vacation at the same time as Canada's 150th anniversary of being a country. And so, yeah, there wasn't a lot of options there. I had no idea that I was doing that, but it was such a fun time to visit. So it was a happy accent. But two, all the Airbnbs I chose to get booked at, none of them had a washer or dryer. And so I had to figure out how to wash our clothes. By the way, we only... We, we needed to do our clothes pretty often because we only brought like a carry-on suitcase and a backpack. We didn't, we were going to be going on trains, planes, and automobiles. So we needed to make sure that we could just pack our stuff up. So we needed to figure out how to wash our clothes. So I was in these really old, ancient laundromats a lot. And so one of the things I did, I always like to learn new things. So I started Googling, how can you do your laundry without a washing machine? And it took me to all these prepper websites. And Jen, it freaked me out. I have to tell you, like they were talking about having 10 years worth of food and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is so not my bag. But it was really interesting to kind of read through some of the stuff and realize that if, if there was an emergency, I wasn't prepared at all. Like I was anti-prepared. And as I started to do a little bit more research, I thought, okay, there has got to be something between zero and 10 years of canned beans. Like there's got to be a reasoned response to this. And so as Roger and I started to talk about it and started to plan for ourselves, we thought, you know, maybe other people would be interested. And there was like, whenever I discuss it, there was one of two reactions. A couple of people were like, okay, well, I'm just going to trust God. I'm like, okay. And then almost everybody else I talked to said, I need to know how to be better prepared, but I'm totally overwhelmed by it. And so I'm like, okay, those are the people I can talk to. Those are the people who know they want to be prepared. They don't think it's not trusting God, but they feel overwhelmed by the concept. That's how it all came about. Mm, Wow. So it's really, you, you were empathizing with that person who just saw what other people 
we're doing or could do to prepare for the worst. And and prepper when you when you talk about preppers, I know you're talking about like doomsday preppers. Right. right? There like some like these websites, I would not suggest hanging out there for your own <laughs> mental health on most of them. Some of them are okay. But most of them are pretty much the 10 years of baked beans category. Okay. And so here's how I feel is like when you read my book, I say this 95% of it is common sense and 5% of it just feels weird. But that 5% you do because it really could help in an emergency. But 95% of it is just common sense. But it's all laid out in a way that you can do it in very doable steps. Yes. And that's what I loved about flipping through the book. And then when I went to each section, you don't just do broad categories. You do categories that are incredibly practical. You talk about things like, of course, food, but then you talk about backing up electronics. Like, oh, right. Yeah. I need to yeah. do that. As someone who had her laptop stolen out of a very swanky hotel, but because my laptop was actually ready for anything, my laptop was more prepared than I was. Let's just be super clear because I'm married to techie guy. But he just did three very simple things. He, he said, okay, well, it's password protected. It has Dropbox, so it's backing up constantly. And we have a password manager. Just those three things, when my computer got stolen, nothing bad happened except for losing the computer, which uh, the hotel's insurance paid for. So I was without a computer for a little while. I had a backup computer because again, married to techie guy, but I only lost two documents and they were just brainstorming things that I'd never saved. I, you know, that's being ready for anything. And so, and I know people who have, you know, lost entire manuscripts on their computers. And that's not going to happen to me because we've got these few basic things in place. So yeah, it touches on every area of our life. Yes. And I love that, that you have bullet points, but you also give very real examples of like, here's an, here's how to cook with canned foods, or here are the things you need in your first aid kit as recommended by the The Red Cross and CDC. So you follow CDC guidelines, you follow mm-hmm. Red Cross guidelines, and, and now that we're in a time of you know, preparing ourselves for these, um, these medical emergencies and cleaning and all of that, I'm finding that a lot of families are realizing, wow, we're spending a lot of time indoors right now mm-hmm. because of coronavirus. Let's rethink how we use our space. So here comes all of the things that you've done with decluttering at Clutter Free. Yeah. And when you talk and ready for anything about prepping those spaces for storage, that's what hit me the hardest because I look mm. around and I go, do I have any, am I making extra space to store my food, to store the, mm. the water, all the water we need to have in case we don't have access to water? These are hugely important things. They really are. And they're actually easier and I know so many people who want a decluttered life, who want to live more simply, who want to be able to focus on things in their family. And this all lines up. I mean, it it really, really does. And so I really feel like one of the things that's going to come out of all this COVID-19 is that we are going to start to value space more than stuff. That you know, the opportunity to have some open spaces in our homes 
and have a corner that our kids can curl up in with a book or a place where we know, you know, we know where our emergency kit is. We know where our water storage is. Those things are going to become more important to us than having 1,800 choices of what we're going to wear that day. And, you know, we only choose the same 14 things over and over and over again. It's just how we live. But this is going to be the great alignment of our principles and our purpose. And I see it happening in the way people are talking with each other, what they're doing. It's such a hard situation and a great opportunity at the same time. There's a lot of ands with this. It's a really hard situation and it's an opportunity for our families to come together. It's a lot of ands. I love that. And how divinely appointed has a lot of this been in our opportunity to not only spend more time with family and just getting used to that, but you even planning to write this book ready for anything was was way before this was in the works a year ago before any of this came down right it's actually been in the works for two years now and it was it's so interesting how it all happened and jen it was so funny there was a bidding war for this book there were a lot of publishers who wanted it but one of the publishers i took it to who i really thought would be interested put in a bid, but it was a very low bid compared to everybody else. And they said, people only plan for an emergency when they're in an emergency. And I thought, yeah, but when is somebody not in an emergency? And it's not that the same people are in an emergency all the time. But we look at Houston, we look, I mean, Jen, let's talk about Hawaii. Hawaii, we're you know, I mean, I, I can think of three things right now, and I'm sure you could think of a million yeah. more COVID. <laughs> and then there was that fire that wasn't too far away from you. And then there was the accidental emergency. What, remind me what happened there. It was like a code something. It was it was a, uh, a missile warning. Right. That was what it was. On a Saturday morning, we had a missile warning come in on all of our phones that basically said, this is not a drill. Like, talk about memories, or not memories, but just even studying things like Pearl Harbor. You know, this is not a drill that we're being bombed right now. This is not a drill. A missile is going to come and hit us. And we had 30 minutes, really, less than that, 20 minutes to freak out basically. I was going to say to what? We couldn't. And yeah, so no time. So at the very least, and what we find out later that if a missile were to have hit the radius of nuclear radiation and whatnot, we could have stayed in home in in our house. We had to have stayed in our house. So that would have meant that we would need to have every provision inside our house already. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. Nobody wants to think about it. But can I tell you, there is peace in, uh, let's talk about COVID-19. I'm in California and I'm sure it was the same everywhere. You know, people were rushing to the stores and they didn't know what to do. So they bought toilet paper and I don't blame anybody for buying toilet paper. Now I do blame the people who got the six Costco size packs, but because we were not given clear instructions by the government, because the government didn't know what was going on for most part. You know, what do you do in a panic? You buy water and toilet paper. So that's what people were doing. But here's the beautiful thing. Because we're ready for anything, I didn't have to do that. I went to the store. I got a few things because we're actually not even 
sheltering in place at our house. We're sheltering in place at my mom's house. And so it was, you know, we're sheltering in place, not in our place. And so we were able to go get a few things, but we didn't have to panic because we were prepared. And that's what I want for everybody. So whether the emergency is a shelter in place or somebody in your house has lost their job, you know, to be basically prepared um, will help you even with two weeks worth of food. If you lose your job, that's two weeks worth of groceries you don't have to buy. That is two weeks worth of decisions you don't have to make. And so that's where being prepared can help in almost any circumstance. Amen. Amen. Speak to the concept. I know that you said there are two types of people, the, the let's just trust God with anything. Don't do anything. Trust God. And it's overwhelming. I can't start. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the trust God part does come up in my mind a lot because I am a woman of faith. I do trust the Lord. You know, is something that we need to give to him, but to not do anything is wrong for a few different reasons. Um, you mentioned, you know, the peace that comes when we do prepare, but what else do we need to be prepared for? Not just ourselves. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. You know, I'm just going to trust God, but there's an old expression that I love. It says, trust God and tie up your horse. It just means God has given us a brain to use common sense. So everything in my book is people think it's really extreme, like two weeks worth of food. I don't think anybody thinks that anymore. I think everybody is now on that page. But when I was writing this book, my team members were like, a gallon of water every day for everybody in your house. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Kathy, is that a little extreme? I'm like, okay, these are not Kathy guidelines. These are American Red Cross guidelines. This is the minimum we're supposed to be prepared in the United States. But I also like to think about it this way. When we lived in San Jose, we just sold our house there. But three out of four of our adult kids live within walking distance. You know, it's a long walk, but walking distance of our house. Now, if you have to be sheltering in place, are you going to shelter in your place in your 20-something room that you've rented? Or are you going back to mom and dad's house? I knew we would have three kids landing on our doorstep. So think about this. When you're in an emergency, who are you likely taking care of? So we were thinking about that. So it's me and Roger and our three kids. But then also we have an elderly neighbor there. And I know that there's no way we would not be sharing food and resources with her. And so it's having to think along those lines, like, who do I need to be prepared for? And it's not just us, it's for our neighbor. And I believe that that's biblical. I I would not want to go to my neighbor and say, don't worry about it, just trust God. You know, that's not an adequate response in a crisis. An adequate response is being the hands and feet of Jesus. So this whole, I'll just trust God. Yes, I trust God and I prepare because he's given me a head and a heart of wisdom. And I, I, I am concerned for my neighbor. And it's not the survival, fit, you know, survival of the fittest. This isn't the <laughs> Hunger Games. This is Christ walked out hands and feet. Oh, amen. Amen. We survived to serve our community. Absolutely. Exactly. Oh, love it. Um, when you mentioned the gallon of water thing, I just had something happen to us yesterday. So the family and I went out to one of the beaches that we still have access to. And um, 
my husband's a surfer, so he takes the gallon of water or some kind of empty tub uh, to wash his feet off from the sand before he gets in the truck when we come back from the beach. So we had two big gallons yesterday for our family of four to wash our little feet, sandy feet off before we got back in the truck. And when you said, you know, gallon of water per person, I'm like, yeah, because in the book you talk about water to drink, but also water, water for hygiene and, and bathing. And if we use close to two gallons of water just to get the sand off and not our whole bodies, what else do you think, you know, you're going to need it for if all of those amenities are cut off? Right. And here's the other thing to think about, Jen, is emergencies rarely happen in ones. I thought about this. Uh, so our house in the mountains, we can't get to it right now because it's snowed in. And our, we lost electricity up there. We were able to get to it, but we couldn't get our car. We had to hike into it. And so uh, you think about this, if you lost power, now we have a generator, but it ran for seven days and we were out of power at the end. That means not only do I have nothing to heat water with except for our wood stove, but I also have no washing machine and dryer. And so fortunately we have a little mechanism up there. It's a little tub that you can wash clothes in, but most people don't have that. And they're going to be resorting to a bucket and, you know, a scrub brush and things like that. And so thinking about the water that you need for that even. So, and then you think about your pets and you think about bathing. If you're, you know, we're all going to be doing a lot with wipes. Let's just put it that way. And, you know, it really does add up. And when water does not come out of your tap, water becomes very, very important. So to think about that, yeah, your two gallon example is a great example. Mm, yeah, it's just made it very real. A lot of things lately have been made so super mm -hmm. real. Yeah. We couldn't have imagined, but I, I also can't imagine all of the wonderful things that are come, going to come out of this in experience for the mm -hmm. family. So just a little bit of background for listeners. When I was with Kathy up at the Red House this past, um, earlier this year, it was myself and, and about seven or eight other writers. And so Kathy helps to train us in, in our writing, in pitching book proposals and all of that. And so launching her new book, Ready for Anything, she's training us in the midst of launching her own book. So <laughs> Kathy is one of the most generous people I've ever met, especially in this author, writer, speaker world, because mm. she really pours into her audience and people. She's training us and at the same time trying to launch this book or get it ready for, for launching. And she has this idea that she pitches to me. What if we provided a curriculum for homeschool families? And I said, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, could, we could do that. So basically, Kathy gave me permission to, to help put together this amazing curriculum. I love that you think I gave you permission. Oh, my goodness. Are you Stop kidding? It. You incredible. Stop it. You let me work with you. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, no, no. It's an amazing resource. And who knew that we would all be homeschoolers by the time, you know, a month out. It's just amazing. Nobody. I, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, okay, yeah, no, I, I've got that, in, that experience, you know, as a homeschool mom, I'm happy to help Kathy. But again, the divine appointment of we are all forced to educate our children right now, whether we like it or not. But we wanted to make this very course practical and 
this being practical family, you know, I feel like God prepared me even for this time for all of these reasons too. But what we did was we created this curriculum based on Kathy's book. So all of these concepts come straight from Ready for Anything, okay? So this curriculum is called We're Ready for Anything to help you get your family ready and treat this like a unit study, guys. Okay, homeschool moms, we love unit studies. We love it when a topic has been just put in one bucket for us to pull from, right? So getting ready for anything basically will take you through a f just five days. You can, you can start and finish this thing in five days. You can take, you can do it longer if you like, but it's basically focusing on the water, food, first aid, money, and power issues when you plan for a crisis or a disaster. So Kathy is offering this entire booklet. This is like 26 pages. Yeah, 26 pages long. It's a full-on unit study resource for you, and she's offering it to you for free when you pre-order Ready for Anything. And this is by, I think, April 7th, we said it was? Well, April 7th is the ebook, and then if you want the actual physical book, you can get it by May 19th. Along with the unit study, you also get seven chapters that I felt like were the most important chapters of Ready for Anything that you get along with it. So yes, you'll get that, that um, curriculum right away. So anytime, if you order it before May 19th, you'll get all of this. We wanted to give like hundreds of dollars away of free stuff. If you order the ebooks only $9.99, the physical copy of the book is $18.99. It's a hefty book, but we wanted it to be so worth it. So we've got all sorts of goodies that go. Oh, all sorts. And yeah, and that's not all. That's not all. Wait, there's <laughs> there's uh, also Kathy's cookbook, Cooking in a Crisis. And this is a beautiful, beautifully put together cookbook, but it's got so many easy recipes, even from stuff that's probably already in your freezer or your cabinet. You know, we talk about shelf stable foods and everything. So easy meals to make. And don't we all need this as a, as a homeschool fans, any family, really any practical family needs a quick go-to guide for recipes for any night of the week. And so Kathy's giving that away, the curriculum, the seven chapters of the book, a beginning to one of her clutter-free e-courses. You get all of that stuff when you pre-order ready for anything and families you are going to want to keep this book on your shelf for a long time i mean this is going to be an evergreen resource for you and your family and getting your kids involved in planning for crisis mode will be invaluable i'm telling you right now we're going to start jumping in and even fill up some of our time here at home with getting the kids to think about these really important topics and Jen, what I love about this is we're giving kids a sense of control in a very uncontrolled time to say, there are things that you can do to help our family. And so we're going to work on all of this together. Absolutely. There you go. That's all you need, parents. Well, thank you, Kathy, for visiting. Visit her at kathylip.com. And kathylip.com backslash RFA is the Ready for Anything site. So you'll find out everything you need to know there. There are some, a lot of shareable resources there to pass the word along. And you'll have the opportunity to go through this book together as a family with other families. So take advantage of this today. Well, you've been listening to episode 88, Your Family Plan to Be Ready for Anything, with my friend Kathy Lip. Make sure to check out her website at kathylip.com backslash RFA. And seriously, guys, pre-order her book 
today because you get all of those freebies. And I am super proud to say that I helped to write the homeschool curriculum with her based on her concepts and ideas and ready for anything. And her team has turned it into the most fabulous resource ever. Seriously, pre-order the book, download this homeschool guide, and start going through it with your kids this week. It's just one of the best things you could ever do, one of the most practical things you could ever walk your family through to bring that sense of security to your home, just as Kathy said. It is so fun to be the host of a podcast right now. I can't even tell you. It's exciting to be able to communicate across the airwaves when we need each other the most. We are in communication, in community, across the digital miles like this for a reason, for such a time as this, when we're all quarantined, all needing hope to just survive the next day. So mama, I'm sending you you a giant virtual hug right now. Just pretend that I'm squeezing your neck, but even if you don't like hugs, that's okay. Just know that I'm sending all the love to you right now because for real, it takes a lot to stand up under the, the pressure of all of these restrictions. And I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you and your family wherever you are today. This has been Jennifer Bryant with the Practical Family Podcast, where we are helping to strengthen moms for real life struggles and help you to discover your gifts and embrace grace.